Greetings and welcome, everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast, episode 563. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gass, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinside. Ahoy. And Tony Korkanakis. Yo. Welcome, guys. Welcome, listeners and viewers to 563 of the Gamecast. <sighs> All right, guys. I didn't get to play. I, 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 I went to go play Psychonauts a little bit today, and I had to update it. And it took a while. And by the time I sat down to uh, play it again, I didn't have time to play much. So, um, but it is very smooth. I will say, like, holy crap! That that 120 hertz frame rate, I can see it more in a platformer than I could in the um, rogue school, rogue leader game that I was talking about last uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 120 frames per second, I is very noticeable when you do a platformer like that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, wow, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty awesome actually. So. Uh, again, you can do it in 4K60, which is pretty awesome, uh, or you can just do it in I think it's I think it's like a 1440 uh, for 120 frames. So uh, it's it's negligible graphic wise, but very great and like butter smooth frame rate. So mm. looks interesting. I've heard great things about it. So I'm like I'm I've never played the original Psychonauts. So I don't. This is, it's just a platformer, pretty much. Uh, well, I mean, it's platformer. No, it's not. I mean, no, because I mean, you go into corridors and it's a 3D adventure game. I mean, that's really what you can say it's like. 3D adventure. Uh, it's not just like jumping platform to platform. It's not like it's. I wouldn't even say Mario esque. It was more. I'm trying to think what it's more like. Uh, I mean, it reminds me of more like. I mean, Match, Ratchet and Clank is a platformer still, isn't it? I mean, it reminds me more of that style, but. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, hey, I'm, so. I'm a fun platformer. All right. <laughs> I'm not saying unfun. It's actually getting very good scores. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into it more. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me uh, in terms of gaming wise. I think I didn't get to play any Switch stuff. So all right, that's it for me. Um, Corey, been playing anything? Yeah, I've been playing more um, Miles Morales. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm probably halfway through at this point. Like, I uh, really enjoy the, the new powers because, like, Spider-Man is great, but then adding a f- different set of powers and maneuvers and puzzles because of the powers that are involved here, it's, it's fun. It's nice little mix-up. It doesn't feel exactly like, oh, we just do this together. It feels like its own game. So um, I'm enjoying that. And I played more Tribes of Midgard. Uh, they're going to have, like, a, a update in, uh, in a week or so, so kind of gearing up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting to see. Um, all right, Mike. Well, I finished Greedfall. Um, Greedfall and the ending felt a little abrupt, but I'm not surprised. Uh, the game does so many things like real good. It took some time. I even did the expansion stuff. There's a little expansion that you can do mid-game, and um, you know, there's these details where like you know you're your companions are are of certain factions and certain factions won't let your companions go into some places. They all have relevant, relevant things to say. And sometimes if you bring the right companion with you, they can help you pass a certain speech check if you can't by yourself or you could just appeal to them. So it has real good stuff like that. There's good interactions with that. And it did something near the end, although not completely, not for as long as I'd like, that I always think, especially more modern games should do, when you have this companion system, you have five companion to- companions and the player character total. 
but you only ever take two with you. But for the finale, there is a section where they all come with you at once. You're like a roving group of six people. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I think that should like I would have liked that in Fallout 4. You know, other games similar to that. Like, I don't. It's not like it's gonna tax. I I think um. I mean, they're actually, you can actually fight with them in a party. Like, it just well, reminded me of, like, Mass Effect 2, when you actually don't, your entire team. Like, that's what I loved about that part of it. Like, it reminds well, they, me of that. That's what it sounds like. In this game, they don't particularly, like, you don't give them really instructions. They more, you, you outfit them with stuff, but they don't, like, they just do their own thing. Um, yeah. So they worked out pretty well. But then the ending happens, and, it, you know, there's slides, and obviously I... I did all of the side missions except for two sort of boring, fetchy, like wander the world and pick shit up missions. I did all the side quests. I made all the factions nice to me, made all the companions nice to me. Did not romance any of them because it didn't work. Like, I, I don't know. I was too forceful and then too unforceful to the wrong ones at the wrong times, and I just didn't care that much either. Um, but there's not really much else to do. And it's funny because I read that the level cap is level 90. And I felt pretty strong beating the game at level 37 or 8. So I don't know what you're supposed to do to, to get that high up because I did almost everything there is to do in the game. So I'm pretty much done with that. And then, since I had some Microsoft account points, because that's what people know to get me for my birthday, I, <laughs> I got the expansions for Control. I got a Foundation oh, nice. and AWE, and I went back to Control. And I pretty and I went through most of those too. Um, the foundation one is solid. It's about what you'd expect. It's a little post-game story. I'm glad that these take pay, take place after the main game story because they should. I hate when you go back to a game that you've done and like for months, and then it's like, oh yeah, just pretend you're in the middle of it again. It's like no. <laughs> um, so so that was good. But the bigger one I think is the AWE one, which uh, ties into the the news from last week because. It's very Alan Wake heavy to the point where I'm like, am I getting spoiled here from this game? <laughs> but it's everything is so abstract and like removed. I think I'll be fine. Like I'm still very confused, even though I finished most of the story. But that's kind of how. Is that what AWE stands for? Alan Wake uh, well, extras. <laughs> in the, the, the that's the idea, like Alan Wake expansion, maybe. But really. Mm. In, within the lore, AWE is an altered world event, according to the Bureau. And you'll read about it. That's what they name any weird sort of occurrence. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And there's, it has its own side quest. I have a few more to do. Um, game's still hard, though, but not that not crazy. Yeah. Um, it ramps up. There's like an easy parts, and then there's like stupid, stupid hard parts. I, I still, the still, the worst thing is absolutely those screaming, teleporting witch things that pop mm-hmm. up behind you. But yeah. like by far, everything else is you can deal with easily. But fuck that enemy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I had to cheese that. That's how I beat that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, I do remember though now going back to this is that this game really runs like shit on. <laughs> on the xbox one s it's it's rough like it feels like it it like stutters you have a one s yeah Ooh. it's always had a one s i think an x is uh i yeah i mean that's i obviously you're not gonna upgrade now but i'm just sorry i always thought you had an x no i did not um yeah i probably should soon because it is what i do most of my gaming on now 
Yeah. But yeah. I mean, at this for point, you, I would, this would absolutely be worth an upgrade if you want to swing in at some point with a trade and stuff. Uh, I've said it's not worth it for people, but like people with an S, yeah, I think you should upgrade. But yeah, maybe. So, but other than that, yeah, those two games, pretty good. I might give Greedfall a seven out of ten. Um, okay. I would. It's it's just so close to being great, but it's just it loses that sheen. It's just not enough. But um, I don't know why back control. These expansions are good though. Um, I've already said it's like an eight eight five for me though that game. Cool. And I'm looking forward to Judgment coming soon. We might talk about that a little later. Yeah, though. there is some stuff for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tony, what are you been playing? Uh, what was I playing? Um, I got uh, WarioWare. Uh, oh yeah, oh, cool. Uh, Awesome. I got that too. Forgot yeah. about cool. it. It's How pretty it? fun. Um, I mean, if you played any WarioWare game before, it's um, same concept, but they twisted it up a little bit by giving um, you multiple characters, and each character has like different um, playstyle gimmicks. Yeah, yeah just like strengths and weaknesses kind of thing. Yeah, well, so, they so all like, play differently, so like, yeah, they'll do different things. Yeah, so like yeah. the basis is like Wario, he flies around, and you press A, and he does his like traditional Jet shoulder. Pack. Yeah, jetpack shoulder slam. Mm-hmm. And another character, like, she, her thing is she's always moving in her hover bike and she, like, throws a boomerang and you control the boomerang when it's thrown out. But there's another character that's, like, always jumping and they can, like, throw ninja stars and stuff like that. There's a so, character that has this ring on his head. He just keeps throwing his Yeah, he just goes like that. Like, he can't move or anything like that. He just throws, like, things. Yeah. And it's so weird because, like, he combines the, um, Part of the, the difficulty with WarioWare is, like, they throw you in unfamiliar uh, territory and ask you to do these things, like, within, like, three seconds or four seconds or whatever it is. And you have to figure it out, like, A, what they're trying to do, what they want you to do, and then B, how to do it. And, and in that time. And, and, they, get, and they, make it, you get, they make the time shorter as you go, too. Right. Um, so that was already difficult enough because, like, it, I mean, it could be sim- something simple as, like, playing a Mario one level and it's like, get the mushroom. And it's like, Oh, I know to go over here and hit the block and eat the mushroom or something like that. Um, but when you're using characters, they all have different abilities. You're like, wait, how do I get this thing to like, there's one that's like uh, a turtle's flipped over on its back and you have to get it right side up. And it's like, okay, with some characters, these just like ran right into it. But like other characters are just like, they're constantly jumping. I'm like, well, how the fuck do I do this? Like, cause they're like constantly jumping. So it's like, uh, I don't think this is possible. I don't know. Um, so it's fun, but like kind of frustrating too, because there's like sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I could have solved that without already knowing how to deal with that instead of just being like completely reactionary and stuff like that. Um, but fortunately, it's one of those things where like you don't have to play as those characters, so like I just stay away from the ones I think are quote unquote bad and stuff like that. But it's a fun game. I'm looking, uh, I'm really looking forward to playing the multiplayer with it because like. Well, that's how I played, obviously. Well, because I didn't actually yeah, yeah. play, really. It was my you boys. boys. They play? played. Yeah. yeah, they just played it, and they're just smashing the buttons. They don't <laughs> know what they're doing, really. But they, they did pretty well. So, And it's yeah. interesting, because you do have... It, it's got a story. There's like a campaign mode, and so you're yeah. going through it, and your characters get sucked into his video game that Wario's making. And then... um, So, like, you're playing as him at first, and then the other characters start coming in, and so then it's like, oh, we got to work together as a team. And so now you got to figure out how to solve these puzzles as a, uh, with two different characters, which I think makes it easier. But at the same time, sometimes they'll one of like there's this one where there's this thing you have to stop it from hitting these um, coins or something. And like one of the characters was like 
doing something that made it go quicker to it and then so like the other character had to get try to get it to go away it's it's, it's interesting yeah. but like you like, like you only have like a few seconds like you said to do it it's like all right ready go three two one done or something it's like yeah and so it's it's interesting but yeah it's 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 good it's uh it's cartoony and fun for the for that age group yeah yeah cool all right anything else that's it uh i got started pick up stardew valley again that's fun i mean looking for a He's uh, is he making like a making a top down like RPG like Zelda style game? It sounds like is he I doing think that? so something like that. I mean, dude has so much money he could do whatever he wants. Like I yeah, think they just announced sold like 15 million copies or something stupid like yeah. that. You figure out like 15 bucks like that's 300 million dollars before you know fees and stuff like that. So I mean, he also got that life. board game too as a starter. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, good success with that guy. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get in some news, guys. Battlefield 2042 delayed oh. by a month. Oh. Yeah. Not, Honestly, not that terrible. bad. Yeah, not yeah. terrible. Uh, that's how we started the week out. That was right after the podcast, essentially, last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, not that bad, though. No, we'll uh, see, though. I mean, there's still time. There's still time for it to get delayed more. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know... Um, what else I have here in these? I have the FCC filing hints at a new Switch controller. Do you have that one, Tony? Yep. I was about to mention that. <clears throat> okay. So uh, this was kind of interesting because uh, when Nintendo filed this, it's um, they made it so like uh, they filed it said like it's like a secret thing, like as in to not reveal the details of it because obviously they don't want that getting out there ahead of whenever they want to mm. ma- announce it. So it's a 180 day request for confident confidentiality on July 26th. Um, but there uh, were a few details to share. Uh, first of all, the device is wireless, wireless uses Bluetooth, um, has a little bit more draw of power than uh, one Joy-Con would. But the thing that's interesting is the label placement uh, that were submitted in the, the documents. Um, and somebody took the labels and like just the, the, just the scale of it. Uh, the speculation now is that it's an N64 controller. Whoa. That would connect to your really? Switch. And the hypothesis now is that Nintendo 64 will be coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, so that's the rumor mill right now. And uh, suppose, supposedly this is going to be part of Nintendo trying to bump up the price of their Nintendo Switch Online stuff because uh, for 20 bucks a year, I mean, it's pretty cheap. And like, you know, I have you guys on my family plan yeah. for like yeah. a couple bucks a year. And yep. stuff like this. So this is them trying to, you know, grow the grow the margins a little bit more because uh, now they can be like, hey, maybe it's twenty five a year or you know something. It's like, but yeah, you also get N sixty four games now because um, that that would be really cool in my opinion because N sixty four. I feel like N sixty four games are like stuck in this thing where it's like most of them are too janky to just get like a simple like like port. Like I don't think many people just be like, hey, you're, you just buy you know whatever. Outside of games like Mario 64, like Ocarina of Time or something like that. Or it's like, it, it's, it needs such a rehaul for a remaster. Like, it'd be way more costly to do that. Um, but I think just like simple emulation ports. And we saw like that's what happened in the Mario um, uh, anniversary collection last year. Um, and probably that's why they took it off the market too. Because, I mean, uh, if you're going to offer that as part of the Nintendo Switch Online service, like why would you want to continue selling uh that in package one and stuff like that mm-hmm. so yeah that would be really cool um i don't know if i would actually buy ncc controllers though 
um, just because they weren't the best. Uh, that no. stick does not maybe hold up well do, Maybe they're going to do some sort of improvements for that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, God, do I hope so. Because, like, I, I I have N64 controller still, and, like, that analog stick does not feel good in 2021. Like, it's like this little nub, and it's just, like, so, like, hard. How many times do we rip our hands open? I mean, just Yeah, from, especially Mario from, Party. Mario Party, like, yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Spraying uh, plastic flakes into the air everywhere. Just, yep, yep. Uh, and skin because it's ripping your skin controller up. I can think of where there's multiple like grips for different things. Was that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That was the the only three pronged one. Um, it is kind of fascinating, you know, really, because uh, you know they were the ones that introduced the uh, the Z button, which was you know acted like a trigger, you know, kind of like in Goldeneye mm-hmm. and other shooting games and stuff like that, uh, which really added to the immersion back then and stuff like that. But you know, um, it's cool. We'll see how it goes. We'll you know, I'd I'd love, God, I hope that I hope they get the licensing for the Lamai. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool. If they pull they, they pull that off. That that'd be impressive. So cool. Yeah, I don't impressive. I don't get why games are so different than like movies. You could <laughs> once a movie is done, it's a done, and whoever gets to distribute it again can do it as is. You can't don't have to like change stuff. I understand why it's different with games with like the well, music and IPs involved and. Well, with Golden Knights, it's specifically it's the James Bond, the James yeah. Bond license is diffi- is notoriously difficult to work with. But apparently, there was also a rumor that uh, one of the holdouts, when they tried a couple of years ago, back on Wii and Xbox 360 or something like that, or around that time, was, it was like Xbox Arcade. It was supposed yeah, to be yeah, Xbox right? Arcade. It was supposed to be on that and Wii U. Which, or, I don't yeah, know, like that. apparently that whole thing got leaked too. Online. Yeah, you but can... apparently, yeah. Apparently Sean Connery was a holdup for that because you don't want his likeness to be in the game or something like that. I don't know. That's I don't think that was it. I think part of the issue was I think again Barbara or whoever Broccoli or <laughs> said there's only one James Bond at a time. I don't want any of the other ones involved. So oh, right. like Daniel Craig and it's like uh. Okay. So you gotta put it Daniel Craig in the Golden Eye. That's their fix right there. Well, they <laughs> kind of did that too. They did I know that, that's why that, that, golden, that shitty Golden Eye Golden Eye remake that was not great <laughs> whatever yeah yeah so all right uh let's see i mean i hope hopefully we'll see but uh sega drops a teaser for a new trailer for an rpg interesting mm. what do you guys think so good. <laughs> i don't know i'm like a sega rpg i um, fantasy star is the only one that comes to mind really so i'm like I mean, there was a uh, no fantasy star. <laughs> That's really it. You got your like had, a dragon now. There you go. They had yeah, um, Shining Force, Shining Skies of Arcadia, Dragon Force, Shining Force. I forgot all about that one. Well, Dragon Force was that Sega? I don't think that was Sega. They got published, it. Yeah, but that wasn't. It, Sega. They'd be yeah, like the thing is, after the like the huge rise of Fire Emblem over the past decade, I mean, they would they, be yeah. so stupid to not do a Shining Force because. It'd just be Dude, like that game of the Fire on Saturn's like four hundred dollars right now, like to get that game. What sucks is I threw that game in with my Panzer Dragoon that I sold for like four hundred dollars. I was like, uh, I was like, hurts no. man. Hurts. Yep. <laughs> and Panzer Dragoon's like fifteen hundred dollars now. So, I mean, because that, I mean, if you do Panzer Dragoon Saga, oh my god, that ending. Ugh. Yeah. And you know, uh, just because we're on that real quick, like honestly. Like um, what's his name? Uh, negotiate. Like, if he does leave, you know, I'll be sad. But at the same time, like, 
I'm happy to be because free, finally, be right, right, finally, like maybe Sega can get back on to making other games. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about the Sonic Colors debacle. Um, oh no! Apparently the port is absolute a terrible yeah. port. Yeah, it's terrible port. Like they made the game worse, run worse, like everything like that, and it's just like this is fucking sad. Like this is supposed to be for Sonic's uh, what 30th anniversary or something like that, and it's yeah. like, it's like we we don't give a shit about him. It's like that's what it really made your company and like you're just gonna turn your back on him like release this absolute piece of shit port of one okay. game you know i'm very worried about the the classic collection thing i don't know when that's even supposed to happen but again i'm curious about the music in sonic 3 um because those get those It'll prototype get songs are so fucking bad i think it'll get changed they're so bad yeah. <laughs> like and the thing is like like I'm I'm looking forward to the Super Monkey Ball one and two port which is coming out I think next month or something or two months and all the music has changed and there should really be no reason why Sega doesn't have the rights to their own music but yeah. the music is completely changed so I'm just like why why would you do like not even have the option to have the classic yeah, I, soundtrack I, just, like, I don't get it like I guess like and TV shows like that you know. You can play Gangster's Paradise for like 30 seconds because it's in a like scene in a TV show or movie. You don't have to change that when you show that show like on Netflix 20 years later. So like, I, music I is so important to nostalgia. Like music brings yeah. you back, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's like when you're playing Super Monkey Ball, it could be anything, but without that music, it you know doesn't bring you back the way it should. And that's that's what kills the nostalgia. I think. And, and you know, that's the thing, like. That's I'm why so the mad. Tony Hawk thing, it was important that it got almost all of its music back. Not all of it, though, which is still annoying, but almost all of it's back. Plus you gotta have it. Like, it's like food and music. It's like Those are things that like trigger memories. Yeah. Like, I'm just so mad because when they released the, whatever, they ported the Wii game first. And I'm like, really? Like, that was one of the worst, worst ones you could possibly port. And then it's like, it sold decently enough where they're like, okay, we'll do another one. I'm like, okay, cool. It's gonna be a new game. It's like, no, it's another port. And I'm like, Port of which one? They're like, oh, one and two. I'm like, okay, I'm interested. That's what my preference would have been for the first one, like the first port. But it's like, why do you keep fucking us? These are like easy, like underhand pitches. It's like, hey guys, like, do you like Monkey Ball? Here's a port of one and two. Like, just toss it up. It's a softball. It's a softball. But like, no, they got to fucking make it hard on this. I'm like, why? But anyway, going on a tangent, I just want to see new stuff from Sega other than just. Like, I don't want to be offensive or anything, because I obviously like Yakuza a lot, but, like, I want to see them do other games again. Like, just fucking yeah, how make How many Yakuza's music. are there? Like, 12? Yeah, but, again, Yakuza didn't really gain traction until, like, this last year in the West. That's why I think it's important that they feel secure in that before they move on, but... Well, no, 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 I'm not saying, no. like, well, you don't get Yakuza, but I'm just saying, like, they sacrificed every other franchise they have. To boost Yakuza. And it's like, did you have to do that? I don't know. Like, shrug. They didn't have any other franchises. They, should be, they like, have tons of franchises not using, and that's the problem. They, they have, they're big enough to be able to make more than one game at a time. They sacrificed the entire thing to put everybody on these Yakuza games. And, uh, you know, it's... They did that, what, 25 years ago? Like, what, what, when? They, since the fall of the Dreamcast, been, what? Been Sonic and Yakuza. That's it. And bad Sonic. You know, we're not getting good Sonic either. Oh, so the one oh, good one was. Oh, hold on. We've had like we've had like stuff like um, Virtual Fighter. We've had uh, what? Last uh, the PS5 exclusive Virtual Fighter, right? Yeah. Had... 
you know, we've had a Choo Choo Rocket. We've had uh, the Sakura Wars that they, they, they fucking fucked up making it a PlayStation 4 only. Really. Like, it's just, they have franchises. I'm not saying, like, they're top tier, but, like, that's what you can build up. Like, nobody's saying, like, hey, make a triple A, like, niche JRPG or something like that. But it's like, you know, maybe you can make, like, Sonic Mania. Like, there's no reason they couldn't just do that, oh, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Right? And like, look at Streets of Rage, like Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. Like, that game did amazing because some right. guy was like, yo, fucking Sega, you're not doing shit. Can we make Sega, uh, Streets of Rage 4? And they're like, all right. It's like, <laughs> anyway, that's my take. Yeah. All right. What, um, what else you got, Tony, for news? Uh, let's see. Let's get into the triple threat combo of Bad Blizzard news. <laughs> it's back. Poor Dad uh, Force. Let's, well, it's, they're well, not we have, yeah, they're getting there. The they're getting there. Overwatch news, yeah. Well, we'll start off with Overwatch and, and build up progressively. Uh, so Overwatch is, Overwatch 2's boss is quitting Blizzard for some time oh. off. Um, and that's, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this name right, but uh, Chako Sani, who's been at Blizzard since 2016, has worked on both Overwatch games, announces the departure to colleagues on Friday. Uh, in addition to his role in Overwatch, he was also a company vice president. Uh, <laughs> statement released by Blizzard that he's leaving Blizzard to take some time off after five years of service. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah, doesn't look good if Overwatch 2 is expected next year. Uh, so that's the first bit of news. Second bit of news for Activision Blizzard is that their chief legal officer quits amid the lawsuit. Um, Claire Hart has resigned from the embattled company, announced uh, in a LinkedIn post yesterday saying that last Friday, September 17th, was her final day. Uh, had been in the role for three years and previously cocked a decade at Google, did not cite a reason for resignation, saying that the past three years have been full of unexpected twists and turns, but I feel honored to have worked with and met so many great people at Blizzard and across the Activision Blizzard businesses. Uh, so there you go. Bad news okay. two. And then yeah. bad news three, perhaps the most spicy one of them all, is that the U.S. government is now investigating Activision Blizzard and Bobby Kotick is uh, subpoenaed. Uh, so... Uh, the SEC has reportedly launched a wide-reaching investigation into Activision Blizzard, with the government agency looking at how the embattled publisher handled the multiple allegations of sexual harassment, abuse, and toxic behavior that became public following a California Department of Fair Employment Housing lawsuit filed in July. Uh, yada, 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 asking for um, various documents, personnel file of six previous employees, records of his communications with other executives, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... There you go. Wow. Fuck you, Activision Blizzard. Get fucked. Yeah, I mean, when you get the SEC involved, that's like when wealthy people are upset about this. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, the stockholders cannot be happy. Right? And not just no. wealthy people, but I mean, like oh, you and I, whoever's got index funds with Activision Blizzard, that fucks us up. I mean, that that's, that's a lot of money that's being, you know, lost due to people not being truthful about how things are going over there and so now they're bringing in more like authorities and things to uh to just take a like a like microscopic look on this and everything's gonna come out like everything like everything no, everything and I, I don't know how they survive at this point it's like you might as well just call your company you know it's monsoon because it's all it's all melting it's all it's like it's not a blizzard anymore it's just <laughs> It's looking the bad. balls. They yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know how exactly. Iceberg, the tip, just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. Oh, that's I don't know how they're going to come out of this. Yeah, 
I mean, it's unfortunate because, I mean, they had some great games, but the people that are in charge of all this stuff took it all took uh, advantage of their positions. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they get out of this. I mean, just it sucks for their people who are making these games. We've said mm-hmm. this before, like, you know, Diablo 2 is the, the most recent thing that's going to come out. And uh, it's not I don't think it's going to sell very well at I mean, all. And it sucks for the people going in the playoffs. I don't care. And like Tony and I were like. This is all awesome. yeah, we we have like discussions we on here about freaking yeah. finals two years in a row. Yeah. And like, I spent hundreds of dollars on Overwatch stuff, and it's like yeah. know, now you're not getting anything from this. So and it's like yeah. and they were bringing like esports to the mainstream. Yep, yeah, they totally now are. they're just like now like just, who knows? I mean, COVID obviously is killing that. Stuff too, just go to Rocket sure. League. Let's go to Rocket League. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, what else you got, Tony? Uh, let's see, rewinding back to Sega, um, in like unfortunate news, uh, but uh, fans in uh, Tokyo gathered to say goodbye to their legendary Sega arcade. Um, the Sega Ikebuku Koro Giga Arcade closed on September 20th. Uh, yesterday, fans gathered to say goodbye to the legendary game center, uh, and Sega held uh, to mark its 28 year run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, Thank you for 28 years. Um, set to the tune of Auld Lang Scene, but with different lyrics, um, and it's commonly played in Japanese stores right before closing. Uh, it's kind of touching there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I went to one of the Sega centers when I was in uh, Tokyo. I don't think it was this one, but you could just tell, like, these places were just ridiculously awesome. Like, even back then, this is this is 2000, and that was, like, peak. That was before Sega went out of business, so it was... It was Mainly Nintendo I mean, versus Sega. Dreamcast just came out a year before, right? Right, yeah. right, exactly. Um, and Sega arcades were just so cool. And I remember being envious. I'm like, damn, like, if only Nintendo still made arcade games, they could have that. But, like, Sega just had, like, all these huge arcade things. Yeah. Um, and it was so progressive. I remember even back then, you know, DDR had been popular in the U.S. for a number of years. But they had, like, stuff like um, Big Money or Beat Mania. They had, they had games that were, like basically what guitar hero wound up being but mm-hmm. like over in japan and stuff like that and i just remember having my mind blow like holy crap like what is this and stuff like that hmm. um so it's super unfortunate that um yeah it's closing yeah. um just because like i don't know i feel like this is probably the closest and, thing to like outdated technology in video games because like when you think about it an arcade it's like you're paying money for temporary entertainment but it's like though usually usually those games like they were too advanced for the consoles at the time because it's like you went to the arcade to play like games that could not be experienced at home. And it's now like you download these games for free, play them on like a dozen different devices you fucking have, including like your TV and your phone and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, who who wants to go to arcade and put like 50 bucks into like, you know, yeah, actually, like, they're designed to like take yeah. your money. It's not right there. Oh. I mean, if I go to an arcade lately, it's ski ball, basketball, things you, <laughs> things I mean, that if you go into arcades your because you're drinking a lot and then you're playing some yeah. arcade games and getting tickets for a prize that's a plastic ring yeah. so oh, yeah okay that's not exactly <laughs> what i was going with but all right no okay. it's, i mean that's arcades are dave and busters now that's what they are yeah well yeah. if you have round ones i would suggest going to those because those are very reminiscent of um japanese arcades. i mean they have those like Yestercade or whatever, and yeah, like the retro cool. places. Okay. Those are neat. Yeah, those are cool. Oh, I got like that arcade we went to um, a couple years ago at NYCC. That was cool, right? Yeah. yeah. The beer and stuff. Yeah. Like Although everything. Cool. I like that place. Yeah. Super expensive in that one. 
Yeah, that was. I mean, that's why I like. I like going. I like barcade. Yeah, but barcade. Yeah, but I mean, it's that's part of the bowling alley, right? Yeah. That one was a bowling alley, the one at New York Comic Con. But I'm no, no, that's not the one I was talking about. I'm talking about the bar one. Wait, was that different? Yeah, no, no, we went to just a bar. It was like retro games. Don't you remember we were playing turtles or something like that? Yeah, no, I remember doing that. That might have been a barcade, I think. No, 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 it wasn't a barcade. It was not an official barcade, but it was an arcade plus bar. Okay. Because they had like the little mm-hmm. stands you could put your beers next to and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like that was cool and stuff like that. So, so. I mean, yeah. again, the, the, our generation is, you know, we like the same shit, and now we're old. So there's stuff like that is going to be around <laughs> for a while. Yeah, yeah. Coming back, we're bringing it back. Yep, we can do that. All right, Tony, what else you got? Anything? Uh, let's see. Um, IKEA. Yep, Where is yep, this going? yep, yep, yep. Uh, Akia's new Gamer Gear lineup is uh, debuting within the month. Um, apparently, Akia teamed up with uh, some designers to create a lineup of both gaming furniture and gaming accessories. Um, Interesting. Stuff like drawers, um, affordable like gaming like chairs, uh, stuff like that, headset rests, um, drink holders pillows, ring lights, stuff like that, which um, a standing desk too that I might be interested in myself and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought I, I caught it in the news and I thought it was pretty cool because um, it's Ikea's philosophy. It's not like the stereotypical, uh, like, what do I want to say? Gamer, like, accessories where it's like the racing tr- chairs, you know, or shit like that, where it's like, you know, just like RGB on everything. It's like, okay, it's like actually like, Oh, you could like, you know, be not offended by in the eyes by like looking at some of this stuff. So I just thought it was a cool thing, and um, I might go down to IKEA and check it out and test it out because it could always be some new. Yeah. They're so far away from me. It's yeah. If it was closer, I'd be like, absolutely. Oh, you guys don't have one. I mean, they're you know Patterson here, which is easily yeah. an hour in, drive. Easily. In my mind, it's like, oh, you get something mailed to you from IKEA. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even close. I mean, that yeah. not terrible, though. It's not terrible, but it's also going to Patterson's. Sorry, sorry. No, I, I love it. I like it. it. it's it's no offense, but you know. What's that? <laughs> I, thought, I think it's Elizabeth. Like, isn't it like it's right off the turnpike? What's the difference? I don't 13 A or something like that. I don't want to go to that area. Okay. There. Done. Sorry. I, I, mean, I like going there. It's so much fun. I like the IKEA there. I've been there. Don't get me wrong, but it's like it's not an easy drive. So. Yeah, it's off the highway. I'm going with that. Oh, just, highway. Yeah. You were always on the highway. I'm never on. The, I never go on the highway. I'm like I'm about back road. Always easier than like back roads. Yeah, no. I'm I always on the highway. I don't want to go there. I go. Exactly. I go to ten. <laughs> well, ten's ten's terrible. So, all right. Anything else, Tony? Uh, last bit of news, I guess. I think. I think we didn't report this. I think it was breaking last week. But uh, Nintendo updated the Nintendo Switch firmware to support Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think we, no, I don't think we mentioned that. We didn't mention it. No, we I didn't. think it was like right. Did not mention it. You you mentioned it like right after. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was cool. Like, cause um, built in, it did not support that previously. Um, but I tried it out with my uh, PowerBeat Pros and worked fine. Like, at least uh, apparently it's by a um, headset where like so there could be some latency. Uh, from what I noticed, it was, like, very minimal. Like, you know, you get used to it. It's not, like, that bad or something like that. But just cool to, like, you know, carry on one less thing. Because, like, I remember last time I did travel for a con or something like that. I had, like, my Apple 
earbuds and like a regular headset uh just because you know it's like switch iphone you know because fucking piece of shit iphones don't have that fucking you know port and stuff yep. like that yep or at least a standard USB-C port yes well yes. no, you know why, why would you you know which has a ton of adapters out there and available. Yes, I know. Yep. Yep. Oh, by the way, going back to the uh, N64 supposed controller, that's going to support USB-C charging just like, you know, the Pro controller and stuff like that. So it's good that, you know, an N64 remake controller will support USB-C, but uh, iPhones. See, I, I always wonder, like, is it, are, like eventually Nintendo's going to do an accessibility controller. I really do feel like they're going to do one. Yeah. Like, oh. I, I don't know if this was going to be it. I was like, when you were going to get into this, I was like, okay, is this the controller finally? Um, I feel like because Microsoft's gotten some great praise for what they've done for their controller, and I'm like, it's right in Nintendo's wheelhouse for – I don't know why. It just it just makes sense for them to do it. Like there's a ton of fans that could use that kind of controller for Nintendo devices. Well, so um, Yes. Well, supposedly um, – I forget his name. Uh, he's pretty much the spokesperson for um, – um, I don't know what their official – like handicapped or disabled, one of those groups. Um, but apparently he – like when the – the Microsoft stuff did come out. I forget the name of it right now, but when it came out, he's, too, he's yeah. like, he's like, you know, um, it's great Microsoft doing this. We're excited about this, but um, other companies have worked with us on uh, doing custom stuff. It's just they don't, you know, they don't do like a wide reaching like, hey, we're announcing this like a widespread thing. Um, and he did cite Nintendo as one of them. So probably, you know, as soon as it, as long as the Microsoft stuff, can, you know, gets some reach, I'm sure, and um, whatnot, but. I mean, that's the name of the game in the future because, like, you want to be yeah. accessible to as many people as you can to sell more games. Yeah, the uh, Microsoft one's called the Adaptive Controller. Well, that's that's a, the Adaptive Controller. Okay. Yeah. But no, that'll be cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. That's going to wrap that's up this episode it. of the Gamecast. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. You can write us all you can geek at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe and like button. Leave a comment for us there. We appreciate it, guys. We're out. We'll see you next week. Peace.